Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. You know, we had couples date night Friday night, and it was so much fun. And um, it last Friday night, and it, it was a great time together. But my husband and I shared a few minutes with the couples of some things that have been on our hearts and um, things that are coming also for for the new year. And, um, and so, and you'll hear more about that as we kick off 2022. Crazy to say even. But um, I, I wanted to let you know that as I was sharing, um, I was sharing a, a story or a, um, in not even a story, but some news that we had heard a few weeks back. And I was sharing my first response to that news. And, um, and, I, and, I, and that just, it just resonated in my spirit. And so that's my title tonight is to share with you. It says that didn't have to happen. Because that was my first response. Um, weeks, several, several weeks ago, maybe even two months ago now, we heard some disturbing news about a couple that we knew for a lot of years were close to. And we heard the unfortunate news that they were getting a divorce after a long period of marriage that they were divorcing. And, um, and it just, my first response, of course, you know, your heart is heavy and you're sad, but my first response was, that didn't have to happen. I mean, adamantly, I felt it. That didn't have to happen. And I, and I think about all the other things that we, we've heard about and gone through and experienced and saying, that didn't have to happen. And, and so tonight, I just, I want to share with you, because as we're closing out this year, we're finishing up 2021, getting ready and preparing for the new year, 2022, just in case you guys didn't, didn't know the date coming up. But anyway, it's, it's important how we finish up, and it's equally as important how we start off. And so that's why I feel like this is a good winding down year, closing out the season and preparing and gearing up for the new. And I know that it's also, as we've talked about so many times, it is a perfect time for that evaluation to take place for each one of us as individuals, for us to evaluate our lives, for us to evaluate where we are, where we're headed. And the best thing and best way an important way to do that is to tune in to God. What is God saying? We've got to tune in to what he is saying. And um, so I feel like, you know, the, what, what God is saying when he begins to speak to you, um, there's, there's so much that, that he wants to do as far as confirm things to you and just show you. And, and as you tune into him, it's about yourself as an individual you and your relationship with the Holy Spirit, your intimacy with God, your relationship with him personally. Isn't it awesome that we know that we don't have to go through a priest because Jesus is our priest? You know, we don't have to go in the confessional booth. Thank God. I don't know if any of you ever been in one. I've seen it in, on TV and in the movies. But, um, but what did you say? It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> 
But, you know, first of all, just knowing that we don't have to do that. We can go directly. We can go directly to God through Jesus. He made a way for us. And, and we can go and we can say, Lord, I'm sorry, I blew it. We don't have to go through all the, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. It's been whatever long since. We can come to him and just say, man, Lord, I blew it. I'm so upset with myself for what happened and what I thought or what I did or what I didn't do. Lord, I'm sorry. And then, phew, thank God. Oh, thank God for his goodness of the blood of Jesus that just is like an eraser and just gives us that fresh start and fresh hope. And um, he doesn't sit there and make us feel all doomed and ah, doesn't beat us down. He lifts us up and he lets us know, it's all right, I'm with you. You'll do better. Count on me. Depend on me and my strength, not your own. I made a way for you. And so tuning in with him as a person, that that one-on-one time with God. And another thing, just what is God saying to us as a family? You know, as, as your family, what is God speaking to you? What is his word for you? What is his plan for you? What is his purpose for you right now as your family? How about your business, if you're a business owner, or your job situation? What about, what is God saying? Not that you're just in the day in, day out doing and believing this or believing. What is God saying? Because he has a path for you to be upon for what's coming. What about um, for, for you um, as for us as a church. I know I'm always excited when Pastor Richard shares what he feels God's saying for us as a church for the new year. And I look forward to hearing from you and, and what God says. And, and to me, it's always more exciting to me because there's like a witness in my spirit. You know, it's like, oh yeah, man, that goes along with what I've been sensing or that goes along with the scripture that God was speaking to me. Now it makes more sense. There should be confirmations that you get or what we call a witness there's that witness in, I, I get that, yeah. And you jump on board and you're excited at what God's saying to us corporately as a church. But all of these different areas are important. But tonight I want to really focus on you as, a, as an individual, you and God together, as a, your personal uh, hearing from God. You know, it's something about aligning with his plan, and that's what you're doing. You know, maybe you got on a little side trip, <laughs> you know, this year, maybe several side trips, and you find yourself going, ooh, I'm not sure if God, we're exactly lined up where, we need, where I need to be. Maybe I went on this rabbit trail or this rabbit trail. That's where that alignment comes, to just get with God and just say, God, I really need to hear from you because don't we believe life works best when God is first? Don't we believe that? Isn't that a life motto for us? That we really have that revelation that when Jesus is at the center of our heart and life and focus... Everything else just falls into place. That's what he promises us. And so how awesome it is to be aligned with his plan, his timing, that's important, his timing of things, and his purpose. In Habakkuk, we always hear about the, the prophet Habakkuk who, who wrote about, you know, when he was seeking God. And, and it said, he said, I will go and I will stand my watch you know, standing my watch, and he says, and I will set myself. And it's almost like, you know, you've got to just get into a place where you set yourself to seek God. You are, you are intentional about it. You are, you are heels dug in, ready. 
you know, to hear what God wants to say. And he says, and I'm going to set myself and I'm on the lookout tower. In other words, you're, you're looking for God. You know, that's where you have to say, God, I thank you that your word says, no matter what it seems like right now, it feels like you're far away from me or hello, hello, hello. It's like an echo or something, you know, you're just hearing hollow. No, it's like you have to know that, God, you said that I'm going to seek you and I'm going to find you when I really look at you and for you intently, search with you, for, search for you with all my heart. I'm going to, the Bible says, God says, you're going to find me. <laughs> and that's awesome to know that he will be there and we will find him. And um, that's his promise. And you might need to, you know, proclaim that and stand on that. If it's not an easy time to set yourself, you have to be on the lookout. Tar. You have to be expectant. And it says, and I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch, I'm going to be expectant, I'm going to be ready anticipating, and I'm going to look, and I'm going to see what God is saying to me. And then the Lord answered, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. So first thing, we've got to set ourselves. You know, and with we, my husband talked a couple weeks ago about our different personalities and our grandchildren, and, and um, just they're all so unique, and... and um, the one especially, I'll say the excitable one, the adventurous one, um, we have to always say, or we, we did when, since he was really little, we don't do it as much anymore, but when he was little, we'd all be sitting around to eat, and he just was like so excited. And, and um, so we'd say, now, you've got to sit down so you can finish your food. You've got to finish dinner. So um, we'd say, you know, do, we're going to have to get out some bum glue. Now, <laughs> just so you know, it's not real. <laughs> but they'd stand up. The parents would say, all right, all right, you've got bum glue, and put you down in the chair. You can't move because you've got bum glue on till you finish your food. So it worked for a little while. Anyway, <laughs> but it's like we have to use bum glue sometimes. You know, we have to sit there and we have to say, God, I don't want to move here until I hear from you, until I align with you. And um, then, it's, then the other part that's hard is we have to re remove the distractions. And that's really tough, especially this time of year, because it's busy time of year. And um, I asked my oldest grandson the other day, I said, Why, what do you, when we say it's the most wonderful time of year, what does that mean to you? Do you believe that? And he says, yes. And I said, well, why? And so he went through a whole list of things. And, of course, he, he said that the answer that he knew Gigi would want to hear. I mean, I believe it's in his heart as well. But he said, because we're celebrating Jesus and that he, that he was born and came for us. And, you know, okay, awesome, great, yes, that's great focus. But, of course, he went in and talked about presence and family being together meant a lot to him. Um, and the great food, and he had a great big grin on his face talking about all the food and all the goodies. So, but thinking about this time of year, I said to him, well, you know, for a lot of people, it's the busiest time, and that can become very stressful. And um, I thought about that this morning as I woke up realizing half the night I spent dreaming about Heart Smile Christmas projects that I have to get done, 
and, and all these names and all these faces and all these things and all these things to remember. And so when I woke up, I went right to write it down. I went right to record it on my tablet. Can't forget. And I thought, oh, I forgot about that. And I'm, you know, and I'm like, oh, did I even feel like I got sleep last night? I was working half the night in my dreams. But anyway, it's, it's busy. It's active. I said, there's just so much here to remember and be responsible for and care about. So I've been setting myself this year to say, I'm going to be intentional. I'm not going to miss out on these holidays and what needs to happen, what we need to, what we need, what I, I don't want to miss the moment, I'll say, you know, and I'm having to be intentional about that. We can't miss the moment. So we have to remove distractions. We have to make that time, make that time to just get alone with God. Say, God, this is about you and you and me, and we need to make need to make this time. And then we need to be expectant. Like I said, in other words, you have to be confident. You have to expect and be confident to know that wherever God, wherever you're seeking, God promises you'll find Him. Remember what I said a few minutes ago. So. The last thing, I mean, I mean, sorry, the next thing is pray for open eyes, open hearts, and open ears to receive from God. I love this quote, if we can have it on the screen. It's hard to hear God's voice when you've, wow. Okay, well. Are we going to get it on there or just, okay. You know, I love that background. I love Christmas trees, so. There it is. See, I want you to see it because when you see it and hear it, you'll remember it more. So it's hard to hear God's voice when you've already decided what you want him to say. Yeah. Ouch. Yes. Ouch. And so that's where we have to pray, God, I need my heart to be open. Listen, when we get with God, it's not about us coming in and saying, I want you to bless my plans. I want you to come in and do this for me or do that for me. It's about hearing what God says. That's where the blessing is. That's where his purpose is. That's where you want to be. We have to say, Lord, I don't want to be closed off to receive because, you know, there's times that God will adjust you in that alignment, and it's not fun, but it's good, it's healthy, it's right, it's for your good, it's for the best. Um, and then the next thing is make notes. See, he says, write it. I'm going to write down. God says, write it down what I show you, what I say to you, what I speak to you, what I, what I give you. Write it down. Make some notes when you have that time. Make notes where you're actually writing down those things maybe some things god gives you scriptures or things just write those down because we say this you know a, the piece a piece of paper doesn't forget you might forget where you put the paper but, <laughs> but a piece of paper doesn't forget because you need to remember you might think oh i'm going to remember what god says to me you know how many times i've thought i'd remember and then i don't know our brain just like it just gets lost in the files somewhere. I don't know. There's so many other things we're, we're downloading all the time. And then we're like, wait a minute. What was that again? No, this is reminder to us. This is keeping it clear before us so we can run with it, so we can be ready to take action. And also, 
we need to write them some things down to refer back to for accountability. Because our flesh and our wants and our desires can try to jump in there. And so we have to make sure we make notes to get back to that accountability. So hearing from God. We want to hear from God. How does he speak? He speaks to us through his word. Now, to hear his word, you have to... You have, to, you have to know his word. And I tell you, I've said this again and again, but this is so important. It can't be um, knowing the word that, that Pastor Richard said. I heard Pastor Chris did the scripture, or Pastor Lindsay said this. No, it's what does God's word say to you? Now, you take those scriptures, and yes, there, that it should be, it should be um, something that almost is a spark for you many times to where you go, man, I got to dig into that verse or that passage. I'm going to read that again. That's why you come into church and take notes because there's so much coming that you can go, man, I want to go back and I want to review that and look at that and see what God wants to speak to me through that or just remind myself what God was doing in my heart through that. And so you've got to know his word because it can't just be, well, I heard Pastor Richard say once, No, because when Pastor Richard is up here or anybody's up here, they're giving you what the Word of God says. And you you need to know that for yourself. You need to know the Word for yourself. And besides, how how can you... It's almost like... All right, it's almost like... um, Let's say, you know, you speak English, and yet God speaks in French. Okay, and so everything God says is in French. So, if you just speak English and he speaks French, you're not going to understand what he's saying. It's going to sound really nice. <laughs> what do they say? French is romantic language or whatever. But we. <laughs> well, Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> but imagine if that's the case, you're not going to understand what God's saying. So you've got to know his word. You've got to learn his word so then you can understand and get what he's saying to you, how he's speaking to you. We've got to know his voice. There has to be that connection with him. It can't just be about, okay, this is my annual visit with you, Lord. (laughs) You know, I'm just going to set myself now and, you know, let's reevaluate here. Oh, you've missed out on so much. Because he's your daily friend. (laughs) He's your daily guide and companion and partner and teacher. Hmm. Protector. All the things that he is to you. And just to be able to have that time to just know, know him, know his voice, know his word. And, you know, the good thing is it doesn't even matter how long you're saved. How long have you been born again? That doesn't matter. You might say, well, I just gave my life to the Lord last month. That's awesome. There is no restriction on being able to hear from God. It's just getting on that first step of relationship, that getting on place, that starting place of saying, Lord, I I surrender my life to you. I give my life to you. I receive you as Lord. And then right away it happens. Also, God speaks through his servants. 
He places shepherds in our lives, the Bible says. You know, I've heard so many different people say, well, I don't need a pastor. It's a dangerous place, really, because, you know, God said, I'm going to set the solitary families. I'm going to put shepherds over them to feed them, to nurture them, to, to protect them. To love them. There's so much in covering, and that's a separate message I won't get into. But something about being able to hear, the, you know, they're like, well, I hear the voice of my shepherd. Well, then why did God say, I'll set you with shepherds? I'll give you shepherds. Now, this is where you need to know the word, because if your pastor is preaching anything different than the word, then that's where you've got to really know. But those shepherds who feed and lead and and nurture and and protect and all those those are the things that's the safety zone that's the awesome thing again like i said when pastor richard speaks the vision for the new year it's something that should witness in our hearts we get excited about it and it's like yeah god you're preparing me for this this is awesome it's so important that we remain teachable and i want to show you a scripture in proverbs 9 Verse 9, and this is out of the New Living Translation. Instruct the wise, and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. So, in being teachable means you're, you're wise, and if you're wise, you're going to get even wiser. Because God's going to teach you, you're going to be taught through shepherds, you're going to be taught through your devotions, your time in the Word, your time with the Holy Spirit. And it says you're going to learn even more. And Proverbs 19.20, out of the Passion Translation, says listen to the counsel. Listen to counsel. Listen to counsel. Ooh, listen to counsel. Did I say that? Listen to counsel. Receive instruction. And accept correction. Accept correction. Why? So that you can be wise in the time to come. As you keep growing in God, you know what? It's important that we don't get to the place of, well, I've walked with God for 40 years or 50 years or I've walked with God. It doesn't matter. Because you know what? If you have that kind of attitude, you're not wise. You're not growing. You're not continuing to move forward in him. You've got to remain teachable because you know there's always something that we're learning. There's always something God's revealing. There's always new things he's doing in us. And so we have to be open to that and not ever get to the place of pride where we think we know. Well, I've been saved longer than the pastor. Well, good for you. We'll give you a gold star. Anyway, you know, there is a truth that I hate seeing, but it's so true. When people want to reject the message, they reject the messenger because they want to undermine what was said because they, do you understand? They have to discount. They have to discount the messenger. That's why the expression, don't shoot the messenger. Because if you don't want the message, you've got to discredit the messenger, the person who brought the message to you. 
And so you have to begin to undermine them to where you go, Oof, then your flesh feels better because, oh, yeah, I don't have to listen to them. What do they know? What are they saying? That doesn't make sense. That's Sorry, that's true. Reject the message. You need to reject the messenger. So you've got to make sure you're teachable. You've got to make sure you're open to hear from God. And that, in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, and verses 2 through 4 in the Passion Translation, proclaim the word of God and stand upon it no matter what. Rise to the occasion and preach when it is convenient and when it's not. Preach in the full expression of the Holy Spirit with wisdom and patience as you instruct and teach the people. For the time is coming when they, they will no longer listen and no longer respond to the healing words of truth because they will become selfish and proud. They will seek out teachers with soothing words that line up with their desires, saying just what they want to hear. They will close their eyes to the truth. See why I say we've got to go in and say, Lord, open our eyes. And they will believe nothing but fables and myths. Thus choosing wrong paths. And thus leaving us as the pastors saying, that didn't have to happen. It didn't have to happen. Psalm 23, verse 3. Now the 23rd Psalm. We know this, we say this. The Lord is my shepherd who I shall not want. I shall not lack in anything. And we know we we speak Psalm 23. But verse 3 in the Passion, it says, that's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path. He opens before me the right path. to God's pleasure and he leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name so that I can fulfill my purpose because he's the one who made you you work for him he doesn't work for you (laughs) anyway I read this recently from a, a friend of mine who wrote a book and she's a speaker all around and she says um I think we've gotten this confused. In a day where life is all about my vision, my plans, my dreams, my goals, maybe we've forgotten the the literal author of our lives has even bigger, more strategic plans for us that will glorify his name, not ours. Whether we are known or not by the multitudes is not the point, is it? The question is, will my life make him known? Whether that's loving our spouse and children and no one sees or comments on social media about how well or not we're doing that. Whether it's saying yes to a job we never thought we'd take because it doesn't fit our five to ten year plan. 
because he's leading us down a certain path for his name's sake. Will we say yes, even if it doesn't make sense to us? I just want to say tonight that as you set yourself to seek God, and I pray all of you will. See, I was happy to be able to speak to you one of the last Sundays of this year. I mean, the Sundays. It's Sunday, right? See? <laughs> Did I mention that I was up half the I mean, I'm working half the night in my dreams? No. But anyway, this Wednesday, here we are. And why was I even saying that? No, to this place of, of preparing. So next Wednesday night is our last Wednesday night gathering until we have our eight days of prayer in the new year. Since our last Wednesday night, Pastor Richard will be finishing out this year with that word next Wednesday. And I, I, I find myself, you know, just, just praying and believing that people will set themselves to really hear from heaven at some point during this holiday season and not wait till the eight days of prayer. It's great then too, but let God confirm things to you in that time. But if you could take some time the rest of this year and just take that time to just get a hold of God, to seek God and to ask him to speak to you, to show you, to align with him. You know, again, as I started off saying, there might be, you know, some or many in this room that you're realizing, you know, I got off track. I got off track. Well, it's not the end of the world. You're not the first one. (laughs) But just to get in that place saying, God, I just need to be positioned right. Because listen, when the Bible says that he daily overtakes us with benefits and he's there with us and I want to be on the path he's there with me on. I want to be on the path he's prepared for me. Because he says, I'll, I'll put you on the high places, right? I'll set your feet on solid ground. That's what I want. I want to be in that will of God. Not what my will, but your will. And I think this is where we get to that place of saying, Lord, it's not my will to be done right now. It's not what I want. It's not what I think. Because, you know, we sometimes think we know more than God. We figure God out more. He says, it's impossible. Your Your human brain cannot comprehend. And so... We get to that place that we say, I surrender. God, I surrender, not my will. Not what I think, not what I want. Not what I'm in a petition for. You got to lay all that down. That's what surrender means. Let me just go, okay, let me just put one hand up and hold on to this over here. (laughs) Surrender. (sighs) It's all you anyway, God. And the hardest part of everything, of all of this, two simple words, but the hardest, trust him. (laughs) Surrender, trust him. You've got to trust him. Because you know what, when we get involved and when we get down our paths and we take our own way and we want to do this and we want God to bless our plans and all this, You're not trusting God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. We have to have faith to know that he is and that he is a rewarder. I love what 
Brother John talked about Sunday morning about God's reward and all how the word is reward motivated. I love that. And seeing it that way. So I'd like to pray for you tonight as you set yourself to hear what God wants to say, what God wants to align in you, and just pray for you in that respect. Lord, thank you for your word that pierces our hearts, that divides spirit and flesh. God, we thank you right now for your word that quickens us, your word that clarifies to us, your word that brings answers to us. And, and Lord, thank you that, Lord, that there's a freshness for us to seek you. There's a freshness for us to enter your presence, Lord, that you've made that way. And then as we set apart this time and set ourselves to just really hear from heaven and Lord, that we don't have to wait till the eight days of prayer. We don't have to wait till the new year. We don't have to wait till New Year's Eve. But God, we can begin now. We can begin now to just begin to set ourselves to press into you and to ask you these questions. Lord, what do you have for us? What do I need to surrender? What, do I, what needs to be adjusted? God, I thank you for your promises that when you do these things, Lord, that, that when we do these things, when we open our, our ears and open our eyes and open our hearts, God, that there's things you're going to deposit in us. There's clarity you're going to bring us. Lord, I thank you that we have that instruction that we receive, God. We have the counsel that we receive, and, and most of all, Lord, that we accept correction. That we accept those things where we have followed a different path. Thank you that we can come fresh tonight and just receive a fresh grace and a fresh start. That we can hear from you. And Lord, that you'll begin to show us the things you've prepared for us. Because God, you've already gone ahead. God, you've already prepared the way. You've already made a path. And your word says, Lord, just as we talked about tonight, that you have that path for us. Psalm 23 tells us, God, that path is prepared. And Lord, that you will be glorified by it. Lord, that you will, we will fulfill, God, your purposes and plans for our life. Lord, just thank you for helping us all to be in that right position and that right place. We thank you, Lord. We're excited about what's ahead. We're thankful and grateful for what we've been through. As hard as things have been, God, it's made us who we are right now. Lord, it's shaped us. It's made us. Just like Brother John talked about Goliath on Sunday morning and in those Goliath times. God, I, I thank you that you have molded us and fashioned us through these things. God, you've made us stronger in you. You've made us more dependent upon you. And you've shown us and proven yourself uh, uh, to us that you are faithful and that we can trust you. So, Lord, tonight we thank you for that, that trust we have, that expectancy we have. And we just believe you, Lord, to meet us. It's in Jesus' name we agree and pray and say.
Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.